You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Psalm 70, notice verse number 1. Psalm 70, verse number 1. This psalm is attributed to King David. Psalm 70, verse number 1. David says, make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste. To help me, oh Lord. Woo, is he going through something? I said, is he going through something? We ain't got to keep reading to know he's going through something. Because his cry for help is an urgent cry. It's urgent. Because notice he says to God, That he wants God to make haste and deliver him. Lord, be quick about pulling me out. Be quick about it, Lord. Lord, come to my rescue in a hurry. I wonder if anybody ever been there. I'm wondering if anybody there this this morning. Well, you don't just need God's help. But it's an emergency. Woo! You need him, like the old folk used to say, to come see. Woo! God, y'all ain't never heard that. Lord, come see about me. It ain't that I'm selfish. I know there are others you need to take care of and help as well. But Lord, I need you to come see about me and make haste to do it, Lord. Notice what he said. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. His soul is going through something. I said his soul is going through something. I want to minister from the subject. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I wonder if y'all have been there. We pray for folks. Some of us, we, we could never be accused of not praying for folk. We pray for folk. We ask God to help people. Watch this. We know. And we ask God to help people we don't even know. Am I right? But there are times that we have to ask God to help me. You have to make it personal. Look at your neighbor and say the subject this morning. Lord, help. Tell somebody the subject this morning. Shout the subject to one more person. Now tell your neighbor, this personal this morning. I need the Lord. I need the Lord to help. Come on, let's give him a praise for the subject this morning. I need him to help me. One thing that we all have in common that will never change is that we need help. We need help. We are no good on our own. No, we, 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 you should already recognize about yourself that there are times, no matter how great you think you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how strong you are, that you find yourself needing some help. And, and, and you know I'm so happy that I decided years ago 
to understand that I don't need to be a prideful person, to understand about myself that I need, I need help. Come on. Sometimes the help we need can, can, can be simple. Can be simple. It, it can be simple. We know exactly what needs to be done in reference to a situation. And, and, and though it's simple, we still can't do it on our own. Come on, come on, we are limited beings. You know, I have recognized about myself that there were just certain things I couldn't pick up. I couldn't, come on, come on. I, I said I couldn't pick it up. I, I could not pick it up. Listen, and I tried to. I tried to. But there were some things that, that were just too heavy for me to pick up by myself. Come on. Now, there were things I tried to pick up, but then there were things I had enough good sense to know that I cannot pick this thing up by myself. I didn't even try. And, and, and all I needed to do was ask somebody for some help. Do you mind helping me pick this up? And, and, and another person grabbed one end while I grabbed the other end and we moved the thing where it needed to be. Come on. Because I've seen people, and I've probably been guilty myself. Ain't no problem to it. I've been guilty of, of, of moving something by myself that was too big for me. And in the process of trying to move it, I tore things up. Come on. Come on. I was struggling and and, and, and may have even dropped the thing that I, I oh, God. I, I seen on social media where this guy was trying to move an 80-inch television by himself. Lord have mercy. And what ended up happening was that he barely began to bend the TV the wrong way. And you know television nowadays ain't made out of much of nothing anyhow. Come on, somebody. They can't withstand a whole lot nowadays. They're beautiful. They're thin and so forth. But if you mess around, just touch it the wrong way. You liable to crack that thing. Am I right? And, and, and he ended up messing up that TV. And all he had to do was ask for some help. Woo, tell your neighbor, pastor teaching already. There are times, watch this, that we need to ask for some help. Get somebody who knows what they're doing to help you. And you're going to simplify a problem. You're going to make a situation better in some cases by just asking for some help. Never think that there are certain things that you can do on your own because we need some help. One thing about life is that we need each other. And there's nothing wrong with needing somebody else. One thing upset me with folk when they say dumb stuff like, well, I didn't want to ask nobody for help. Why? We all need help. There's never a reason to be ashamed because you need some help. You need some advice. I need somebody to help me make this decision. I need somebody, I'm preaching, to give me wisdom about what I'm going through. I don't know where I'm at. I'm lost. I need to ask somebody for some direction so I can get to where I need to be. I don't want to be prideful riding around in a circle. I'm preaching hard up here already. There are times we just need help. We just need help. And sometimes the help is not far off. It's just a matter of us making known to somebody, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? I'll do it in a store. I'll walk around. I'll think I know where it's at. Anybody ever been there? I, I, there are certain stores I about know them. I about know them. I walk in there like I'm like I'm going. Right. I, I about know. It. But then all of a sudden you have these stores that do these changes. And you over here on aisle six because what you always run in and grab is located on aisle six, but now aisle six is gone. I, I can't walk that whole store all. I, I got I got to be somewhere. I got things to do. I'm going to stop somebody and ask for some help. I'm looking for some glue. 
Can you help me? What 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 aisle is the glue on? Oh, the glue. Yeah, the glue is on aisle twelve. Thank you so much. And I'll thank them. And I walk off, go down, grab the glue, and leave the store. You say, Pastor, that that's so simple. Sometimes getting help is simple. Sometimes getting help is simple. Amen. Now, when it comes to God, what I want us to understand is that we should never look for help from someone or something more so than God. Whenever you have problems and, and you start looking for help in something or somebody more so than God, for a Christian, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because out of everybody that we know, nobody can help us like God. Nobody can help you like God. And as notice what I say, as a Christian, when we start depending, relying on somebody more than we do God, that's a problem. That's a problem. Even if you start relying upon your own intelligence more so than you do praying, seeking God, and getting in his word for a Christian, that's a problem. Some of y'all quiet. That's the reason I said it all. That's a problem. Because we don't want to put nothing or nobody before God. Before God. Again, I'm going to say it again. Because nobody can help me like God. Nobody can help me like God. Even if you can help me, I want you to help me because God led me to you. So that I'll always give God the glory for even using you to help me. But if I get it twisted... I start relying on people more than I need to. And man, when you rely upon man in totality, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. I said when you rely on man in totality, you are setting yourself up, I should say, for a big disappointment. Because there's always, again, going to be something that man can't do. There's always going to be something that man can't do. Even when you look up here at me, that, that, that because of how God has blessed me, I can help a lot of y'all do certain things. But if y'all get to pulling on me too much, I'm going to run out. I can start here today saying, look, whoever need help with money, come see me at the church. Now, it just depends who comes first. See, if you come down and you say, Pastor, I, I, I need $50. Oh, shoot. I'm finna help you. That don't mean you need to come now. Somebody said, now that, that confirmation, I, 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 I need it. But understand what I'm saying. <laughs> he may be leading you to Brother Rodney. <laughs> and another one come. Pastor, I need a thousand dollars. But eventually, somebody may come that depletes me. And it could be a hundred folk lined up out there. And first lady said, you know, you got 97 more people that need to see you. Well, it's too bad because that third person wiped me out. That problem was so big that it took all. See, I'm already to you. It took all that I had. See? But with God... His resources, his ability to help us never runs dry. He never runs out. See, that's the reason I want to go to God first because God, 
don't care how big our problems are, we can't deplete God. Tell your neighbor, God can help every one of us today. And won't come close to running out. God, y'all ought to be getting happy because that's what makes him God. That's what separates him. He never runs out. What are you talking about? Money? Yes, money. But mercy. His mercy endureth forever. Man's mercy will go so far with you. God's mercy is everlasting. God's ability to help. Whoa, that's when the whole church needed help. Paul told him, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in what? Glory. See, never runs out. And tell your neighbor, like it or not, we like pastor. We can run out. Your neighbor can come to you for a cup of sugar, and you may have a cup of sugar. But what if they need a pound of sugar? See, you're going to run out. Am I right? But not God. Not God. He never runs out. Amen? Because he is sovereign. Notice that David says, make Haste, oh God, to deliver me. Again, he's going through something. He wants God to make haste. Again, that word has to do with wanting God to act quickly. Do for me real quick, God, what needs be done. I need you, Lord. Number two, it means that he wants God to send help. Listen to me. Speedily. Speedily. I need it right. And there's somebody right now. You going through something. You need help right now. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. But notice there are some things I want us to understand. Number one is that God will always help his children when they cry out to him. He will always help his church. Come on. I say he will always help his church. There's never a time that we're in the place we need to be. We cry to God and he don't help. There'll never be a time that God won't help his people. There'll never be a time that God will not help his children. Just like with most of us as parents, there won't be a time that we're unwilling to save our child or to rescue them when we can. Am I right about that? I'm talking especially when they're small and innocent. Even if they done got themselves into something... Woo, that they can't get themselves out of. You will help that child. Come on. Because part of being a child is doing. Yeah, childish things, but things that you didn't realize you shouldn't have did that. You know, a child will put their head in something. That, 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 that anybody over 10 know your head don't go. You can't put your head in that. Now, what parent going to walk by and see a two-year-old and stuck his head in something and they're like, I'm going to leave your head there. No, you're going to get down there as a parent. I'm trying to teach you something about God. Because you have saints needing help, but they're wondering if God will heal them. And, And if you do need help and you don't cry to God, there's a reason you don't cry to him. There's a reason you don't go to him. See, that's the problem. If you say you saved and you are a child of God and you need help, but you're asking people and you hadn't asked God. 
something wrong with you. Something is wrong with your relationship with God. How many know I'm right about that? I'm, I'm even talking family. You shouldn't go to your family before you go to God. Boy, I'm teaching this thing right. Because some of us, we love running to people and we hadn't ran to God. You love asking folk and you hadn't asked God. But understand again, God will always help his people when they cry out to him. This is one of the reasons God already know what his people are going through. And he told me in reference to this month that we needed to set the altars on fire with prayer. And that's what we're going to do all month doing Bible study. Bring your pillow, bring something. We're going to bow before the Most High. We're going to cry to God for some help. And I'm telling you, if the Lord should tarry, we come in here Wednesday, we're going to cry and ask God for some speedy help. Yes, we are. We're going to cry loud to him. We're going to ask God to come see about us. Look on this, God. Look on what we're facing. But here is the thing we need to understand in reference to God helping his people. Because some of us, we are product. We say to others, without using words, God help you. Come on, there are people that look at y'all and, and, and they think to themselves, God will help you. They seen how some of us came in God looking a mess. And look how he has helped you over the years. And so when folks look at some of us, they know immediately, God will, God will help you. Why, why you say that about him? Man, he used to be a drunk. He, he used to drink all the time. But look at him. Man, God will help you. Why you say that about her? Man, that girl used to go from man to man to that girl wasn't happy unless she had a man. That girl wasn't happy unless. And now they see you single and happy. Come on. I said they see you single and happy. You ain't got to be posting about doing this, that, and the other with no man. And see, some single folks ain't clapping because they ain't happy. Is there anybody that, that, God, that, that folk can look at you and know that God will help you? Just by looking at you, they'll know, man, God will. See, when I stand before y'all, I want y'all to see in me, in the life that I live, God will help you out. Woo-wee. I'm trying to move on. But shout to somebody and tell them, God will help you out. Woo-wee. I'm talking simple things. God will help you to dress better. Come on, I ain't even got to go to no big store. God will help you to dress better. God will help you get things your eyes see that your money can't reach. But God... God will help you to stop window shopping all the time. God will help you. He'll solve that problem. You won't always be on the outside looking in talking about, I wish I could go in and get it. God will bring that thing to pass. Am I right? Yes, he will. God will help you. God will help you get a promotion. God will help you go up a ladder that people don't want to see you climb. But he'll help you get up there. He'll show you how to do things. God will show you how to do things that will double your salary. That will make you more valuable to the company you've been at for 20 years. But he'll give you some wisdom that will make you more valuable Be seated. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get us to the point to where we don't limit God's ability to help us. 
Back to the example of window shopping. If you window shopping and you know you don't have what it takes to get it, but you want it, ask God to help you. Just ask him to help. Lord, help me to get that. Help me to get that, Lord. And one day you're going to come up in the church. Some of y'all don't like teaching like this. See what I'm trying to show? God will help you. Lord, that's what I want to drive right. God, help me to get that. Lord, help me to do this. But when it comes to God helping his people, especially when we ask help of him, this is something so important that a lot of saints don't understand. God may not always help us in the way we think he should. See, whenever you're going through something like what David was going through, because our need for help is so urgent, we often think we know what God needs to do. But sometimes God answers our prayers. This is something I had to learn, Sister Keisha. But he didn't always do what I asked him to do. And see, if you ain't careful, you'll look at your circumstance or what you're going through. And because God didn't do what you asked him to do, you will assume he didn't hear you. You'll assume that he ain't helping. Oh, this is some good teaching right here. But there are times that God will help, but he will not help us on our timetable. He sends the help, but what you want to see happen may not happen by Friday. But if you really cried out, he's going to help you. Come on, he's going to help you. This is, the, this is what's wrong sometimes with certain teachings that we hear in church that make folk think that we can order God around. And some of you have been that way, and that's what calls you to stop praying. Because what you ask God to do in reference to helping you, he chose not to do it that way. And so you thought to yourself that he, he didn't want to help you. This is some good stuff right here. But do y'all know there are times that God will be helping us? And at that moment, we really, because we are not all knowing and all seeing, we can't even see what he's doing. But he's already working on the problem. Come on. That's why when you ask God for help, you have to have an assurance, not only that he hears, but he will do what needs to be done. Am I right about that? Because he always does was best for us. But never let your asking God for help and him not doing what you think should be done say to you that he's not helping you. Don't ever let don't don't, don't ever let that be the case because if it is then you're going to turn to something or somebody other than God, including you. Come on. Because the, the, the need for help is so urgent that if a person feel like, well, Pastor, I pray, but God ain't doing nothing. And if you get that mindset, you're going to get busy doing what you shouldn't do because you don't think God heard you. And if, and if you're in a, in a really bad place, you're going to feel like God doesn't want to help you. Some of you feel that way. 
I've been praying for help, and God ain't doing nothing. But but every time I listen to so-and-so, God is just helping them to do this, that, and the other. But see, it doesn't mean that God is doing it the way they want it to be done in reference to everything. See, there are some of us, we just done learn how to trust God. That's it. We done learn how to trust Him, do what He says do, but also don't do what He says don't do. That We done learn to trust Him like that. See, because time, God is not limited to time. And see, if you tell God it has to be done by Friday, no, we, we can ask him that. We can say to him, Lord, Lord, do it by Friday. But if he chooses not to do it by Friday, I'm still in the best hands that I could ever be. That don't mean now I need to go to moving and, and trying to do. I, I'm trying to help somebody because there's somebody, you about to get yourself into some trouble Doing what you shouldn't do because you don't think God is hearing you. There's a lot of things I ask God for help about. And the way Sister Bolton that he went about doing it blew my mind. The way in which he went about bringing me out. I never saw myself coming out that way. Notice the danger of setting up things and people before God. There's a danger in that. There's a danger when you start depending on a man more so than you do God. I done asked God to heal my body. And seemingly, I'm still hurting and the condition is getting worse. Well, I'm just going to do everything this doctor tells me to do. See, you could end up really doing things that's hard to come back from. And the only reason you, now y'all know I ain't got nothing against doctors. But sometimes people trust in doctors more I'm not saying nothing is wrong with getting surgery if God had you prayed and God has told you that surgery is in his will. But, but, but to be having surgery, listen, of any kind and ain't prayed. That, that shouldn't be for a child of God. Nothing wrong with getting alone. But to be somewhere getting alone and you ain't asked God, should I get alone? See, I'm, I'm just trying to make it real practical. But see, you'll do these things when you feel like God ain't helping. God is not doing it. God is not hearing me. Y'all y'all ought to see the faces I'm getting out there. I don't know if y'all just really listening. Because I've got myself in trouble. And you know, you'll hear folks say stuff. Look, I got to do what I got to do. And what you got to do is mess yourself up. Moving too fast. Look at Isaiah 57. This is practical teaching this morning. Look at Isaiah 57. Well, Pastor, we got to do something. No, you ain't got to do nothing until God tells you what to do. Let him tell you. Let him direct you. Let him help you. Woo! I said, let him help. You asked him for help, let him help. But he may not do what you think he should do. Go to Isaiah 57. Because you know Isaiah 55, we can back it up where the prophet tells us that our thoughts, come on, are not his thoughts. Our ways are not what? His ways. Come on, he even told us the distinction of the difference. As high as the heavens are from the earth, 
So are my ways, so are my thoughts from your thought. Watch this, says the Lord. But God going to always help his people. And that's a confidence we need when we pray. We need confidence to know that he heard us and he'll help us. Every time I pray, that's the confidence that I pray with. I know he hear me and I know he'll help me. I don't care what I'm going through and how long I've been going through. He heard me and he'll help me. That's the confidence I pray with. I don't go before God wondering if he heard me. I'm his child. His ears are not too heavy that he cannot hear. Nor his arms too short that it can not save. Come on. Come tell your neighbor. You know when it comes to people and your problems, their ears can get heavy. Now I'm going to tell you something about people. People will get tired of hearing about your problems. Pastor, not my husband. Yeah, your husband will. Your husband will tune you out. After you pass four problems, he done tuned you out. <laughs> and he's going to end the conversation. Look, I'm praying, honey. <laughs> His ears are heavy. There's only one person that, <laughs> that can listen to our problems all day. <laughs> I just, now, Pastor, I don't agree with that because I got a friend that listens to me all day. Tell him to repeat what you said. <laughs> Folk you live with will avoid you when you come in the house and they, and they can already see. Oh, Lord. <laughs> They hurry up getting outside. Eels are heavy. That's some good practical teaching. God's ears are never heavy. Listen to me. When it comes to listening to his people. I don't need to let nobody fool me in reference to prayer. God listened to his folk and he responds. God moved for his people. It's too many times in the Bible that God's people have prayed to him and he sent them help for me to let anything or anybody convince me that prayer doesn't work. No, it's too much proof. It's too much proof of what prayer do. Now I'll jump out the book and there's too much proof of what prayer can do. Come on, I'm talking your life. It, ain't that right? And think about how, how, how God has listened to us. I'm trying to move on. But see, God will listen to you at 2 o'clock in the morning. But there are some people will want to listen to you at 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. in the morning. But they got to get them to go to work in the morning. Come on. To hear us when we call. Somebody need to know that because you're going through some things, and again, you need some urgent assistance. Notice uh, Isaiah 57 and 13. But Israel messed up. Israel made the mistake of putting something or somebody before God. They made a mistake. We don't want to make that mistake. Because then they found themselves needing help. But you better watch what God tells them. Because see, God can get tired of you running to people. And when people can't do it, you run to him. So he can get tired of that. Because he knows the only reason you came to me was because they couldn't help you. In other words, you got people that try to use God. Y'all know that's true. Don't pray until they get locked up. See, that's using God. And then going to tell God, if you get me out of here, if you show me mercy with the lawyer, with the court, and I'll do this, 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 and this. 
Some of us have been guilty trying to use God in prayer. Can't bargain with God. And see, it's obvious that God see people in this house who are putting things before Him. See, tell your neighbor, no matter how much money God gives you, never put your money before God. Never think that you have so much money that you don't have to pray. Because then you're going to run into a problem that your money can't solve. Don't ever get to the point where you think you ain't got to pray no more because of what you done saved up. And there are people that have moved away from God because of money. They got themselves in a certain place and they start feeling like they didn't need God. But watch what he tells Israel in Isaiah 57, 13. He said, when you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. Is that a rebuke? Is that a rebuke? He tell Israel, when you cry out or when you find yourself in need of help, look what he tell them. Let your idols deliver you. That's who you put before me. Let them heal you. That's who you put before me. Let them comfort you. That's who you put before me. See, look, it's dangerous to put something or somebody before God. Because when you need him or God the most, he can tell you, go to them. Some of us don't believe God to talk to people like this. I'm showing you Bible what God told him. He said, he said hey, when you cry out, let your, watch what he said. Tell your neighbor, God's omniscient. Tell your neighbor, he knows everything. Look what he knew about Israel. He knew about Israel that they had a collection of idols. They had a number of things they were trusting in. They had a number of things they were relying upon until those things didn't work. Because an idol, I'm going to give you two things, two definitions for idol. Number one, an idol is a false god. And see, basically what he's saying to Israel, when you need help the most, your false gods can't hear. They can't hear you. Your false gods are powerless to help you. It is amazing how people will put things before God that in reference to you getting help, that thing powerless. Woo! It's quiet in here. Why would I ever put Donna before God and I know there are certain things she's powerless to help me with? Come on, don't mean she don't love me, but if I mess around and put her before God, imagine me getting in a situation needing help. She can't do it. And I'm going to God. But he said, no, let your wife help you. That's who you put before me. Let your friends save you. See, young people, don't put friends before God. Oh, I should have got more adults clapping. Young people, don't put your friends before God. Because they don't love you like that. They don't have your back like that. Be stupid if you want to, thinking, well, my friends are going to war for me. There are some things your friend won't show up for, and they know you need them. Come on. You don't do that. If you're going to live for God, young person, you live for God. If you lose a friend, so be it. But you don't change This is, this is some good, profound teaching. Parents, you better be teaching your children not to put anything or anybody before God. 
Come on. Matter of fact, young people, I'm going to be real with you. There are some friends that will leave you hanging. There are some friends that will put the blame on you if it can get them out of trouble. See, don't trust nobody. You you just giving them a ride. You got to be careful. You know the life that they live. And if you get pulled over and they got something on them that don't need to be on them, it goes under your seat. It gets thrown in your hatchback. Pastor, I'm not my friend. Yes. That's the truth right there. But notice what he tells them because we got to move on. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. See, God knew about his own people that they had started putting things and people before him. And that never needs to be the case with true Christians. We look to God for help. Don't mean we don't go other places, but we get directions from God. If you do need to go to the doctor, pray and seek God about what doctor? We can't be the type of people get in trouble and we just go to the closest hospital. You, you better be praying. Lord, lead me. Lord, some of y'all look at me like God won't do this. Like he won't direct you like that. Look at Psalm 106. We're in the close. Well, Pastor, I just had to get to a hospital. No, you can get to some hospital and they'll, they'll make your situation worse. Pastor, I need a lawyer. Yeah, but you better seek God. Because this psalm just going to drain your pockets. And they ain't intending to help. Y'all know I'm right about it. Notice Psalm 106. Notice verse 36. We're coming in. Notice what, notice what the psalmist says in reference to the Israelites. Psalm 106 verse 36. They served their idols... Which became a snare to them. Snare here having to do with a trap. See, when you start depending on something or somebody more than you do God, that's a trap. That's a trap. When you feel like giving God his tithes and his offerings are too much, and you start doing what you think you need to do with money, that's going to become a trap. Come on. Because a trap also has to do with bondage. If I depend on anybody more than God, I've allowed what I'm depending on to put me in bondage. I've been snared by the thing I put before God. I recognize with money, one of the best things I could ever do is give to God. Because you can never beat God, give it. You can never outgive God. And every time giving is mentioned in the scripture, it's a blessing to give. It's a blessing to give. Some of y'all not clapping. I don't know what's wrong with you. But it's a blessing. Note it. He said, they serve their idols. They worship their idols. Which became a snare to them. Notice, it became a snare. There are some things you can put before God. And when you start doing it to your naked eyes, it may not seem like bondage. But see, the Bible said they became a snare. And see, what we need to understand, when you start putting people before God, you may not, again, immediately see just how bad you done messed yourself up. But the more you do that, and you don't repent. You don't turn. You don't say, look, I need to stop running to mama every time something go wrong. 
then I need to learn to trust God. I need to learn to pray to him. You're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. Go back to Psalm 70 as we close. You're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. But notice the psalmist, he needs help. He needs help. And he wants God to make haste to help him quickly or come speed. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. Lord, help me. But notice something that I love about the psalmist. Even though he needed help immediately, he was going through something. Notice verse number five. He says to God, but I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, oh God. This is what I want you to see. He never lost sight of God being his source for help. See, I don't care how bad you need help. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it sounds like. Never take your eye off of God. Always know him to be your source for help. Listen to me. No matter what you may need help with. Come on. I say no matter what you need help with, make God your source for help. Tell that to a neighbor. No matter what you need help with, God needs to always be the source for help. He needs to always be your source for what? For help. Notice what he said. For you are my help. For you are my help. Lord, I'm in trouble but I know about you. You are my help. You are the one who comes to my rescue. Notice what he also said. And my deliverer. Look what he knew about God. Because see, it's in times like this, if you don't know God to be your helper, your deliverer, you will say what you shouldn't say. Proverbs 18.21 said, Death and life are in the power of what? The tongue. Yeah, you need help, but be careful what you say. Let come out of your mouth, no matter how urgent the situation is, Lord, I know you to be my help. I know you to be my help. I know you to be my deliverer. You are the one who brings me out. And I will never look to another to bring me out before I look to you, God. I always, what he said, I always look to you, God. Why? Why, why is he, he going to look to him like that? Because God is his helper. What did David say? He is a very present help. When? When? Notice as we close Psalm 123. See, but we have to know it. We have to know it. Remember what I said. He may not always help in the way that we want him to. Did Daniel pray to him? I said, I believe it was the sixth chapter. Did Daniel pray to him? Did God ultimately help Daniel? But Daniel had to go to the what? To the lion's den. See, imagine Daniel when he went into the upper room and prayed. And the people saw him praying and knew that Daniel violated the law, which said you couldn't petition any other God save Nebuchadnezzar. People saw Daniel and accused him to the king and his government. And they threw Daniel in the lion's den. Now listen to me. What if Daniel would have took the mindset, well, Lord, you didn't want to help me because you let me go in this den alive. Lord, I did what was right and prayed, and you letting them kill me. That, that could have been how Daniel looked at. But see, God answered him, but he didn't answer Daniel from the standpoint of not allowing him to go to the lion's den. He answered him by being with him in the... Come on, because I'm trying to tell her, he won't always do what you want him to do, but he'll help you.
were showing Daniel, I don't have to save you on this side. I got the power to let you be put in, but still be in control. Come on. Oh, oh, somebody needed to hear that. Same way with the Hebrew boys. When they didn't bow, what if they took the mind, well, God, you ain't helping us. You letting us go in this fire. But he didn't let the fire burn. Tell your neighbor when it come to your God, he never going to let people or things do more to you than they should. That's how I know he helped me. No matter how rough a situation may get, it can't do no more than what God permitted to do. Why? Because he's going to help me. He's committed to helping me. Why? I'm his child. He committed. He committed. Paul prayed three times that God might remove a thorn from his flesh. Three times. Did God remove it? No. But what did he tell Paul? My grace. Tell you, God won't always move what you tell him to move. God moved this person. He let him stay there. God moved this problem. He let the problem get worse. But even if the problem gets worse, even if the person stays, the will of God for my life will be so. It will be so. And God will take the problem and make it work for me. God will take the person and bring good out of whatever's happening. I'm trying to close it, but I ain't got happy up here. I'm thinking about how many times he's done for me what needed to be done. Only because I put my trust in him. Some of you better get your attitude together. Sitting there pouting, ain't clapping, ain't giving God the praise God. You asked him to do something and he didn't do it the way you wanted it to be done. You don't run heaven. You don't run God. Am I right? See, now y'all gonna stop me from smiling. Psalm 121. No, you can't fold your arms up. Well, until God do it. That ain't how this work. That ain't how this work. There's some thing God has allowed to stay in our lives. It's going to be a blessing to you. It's already being a blessing. God going to bring good out of that thing. Notice something too. I just see it going to bring good out of that thing. Can y'all believe that? And don't ever utter out of your mouth when you ask God for help. He ain't doing nothing. No. If the truth be told, he was helping before we asked him to help. <laughs> That's his sovereignty. That's his omniscience. Omniscient means he knows all. God don't just have to wait to hear about something through us. Psalm 121. No, he, he knows. He knows all. Psalm 121 in verse 2. This is how we have to be. What the psalmist said. Psalm 121 in verse 2. This is how we have to be. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Tell your neighbor, my help comes from the Lord. Tell your neighbor, that means... That the Lord is my source for help. He's my source for help. My help comes from the Lord. What? Who made heaven and earth. See, what he's saying is that his help comes from the sovereign one. His help comes. Listen, when you make God your source for help, this is so important. You have made the one who has all power and all authority the one who sends help to you. 
See, I want somebody helping me who has all power, who has all authority. And tell you, David, that simply means that God does whatever he pleases. Woo, tell you, David, I got the one helping me who does whatever he pleases. I'm done. Let's give him a praise. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.